right. So it appears that Dak Prescott camp is hesitant of signing this deal. Uh, they, they still having a hard time coming up with the guaranteed money. And that seems to be the issue. A lot of times we can have a, a an ideal, right? A preconceived notion of what's going to happen. Nevertheless, the reality of it is that all of these deals, all of these negotiations change daily, depending on who gets signed and what happened with the market and this Pat Mahomes situation. A lot of people say, well, it have nothing to do with that. Well, agents battle with agents. Agents always look at it like, oh, your client was able to get that done. Now, I'm not calling Dak Prescott Pat Mahomes. But I'm quite sure that Dak Prescott camp probably looked over there and said, man, how, oh, how did he was able to get this particular deal? And what can we do to make sure that our client can get something close to that? And how he can do that would probably be Dak Prescott betting on himself once again. Now, do I agree with Dak Prescott looking at this thing and say, okay, I'm gonna play under the franchise tag. No, I just don't agree with that. 31 million is a lot of money. And remember, you cannot negotiate that. You cannot really, once you get under that franchise tag, it's here to stay for a full year. 31, all of those coins are guaranteed. Let me repeat, all of those coins are guaranteed. So it's no prorating, uh, uh, dispersing it as signing bonuses and moving cash here and moving cash there and for all of the anti-dax like i say this i say this again you do not want that brother to play under their franchise tag because what will happen here is that price tag is going to go up baby it's flat out going to go up and i want somebody to help me out with this just help me out help me out with this right do you really think that dak prescott will regress in a sense under this particular situation you got cd lamb amari cooper a michael gallup that you really gonna have more years under your belt playing with him and on top of that with tony pollard and ezekiel elliott you really if you really really be real with it you don't want to see that right so i i will say this cowboy nation i think that dak prescott if he gambles and play under that particular franchise tag boy it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a good season for us because i just think that with this administration with everything going on i think that dak prescott will be a whole lot better now on the flip side the risk the risk i weigh the reward hmm, i don't know because it could be week three week four he goes down man I don't want to hear about, hey, he got this type of situation going and, and he got that going as it relates to insurance. You don't play around with football. You try to get those years with guaranteed money. You try to get those years with guaranteed money. And I think that they were so close to getting the four-year contract with the 35 to $37 million uh, annually. But when that Pat Mahomes deal came through, baby, that's like... <laughs> It's like the big joker. Everybody loves to say, okay, that's a guaranteed book. You can't trump, you can't get higher than that. That's the trump of all trump cards, the big joker. And that is what Pat Mahomes got. Now, his contract is unique. And remember this, this is a copycat league. 
Everybody, everybody loved to copycat out for one another, right? Those contract with mechanisms. Oh, if you make this particular team in these fashions, if you go to this particular workout facilitations, or or if you make the team in this thing and you get this disbursement of money, watch, watch. It's gonna be multiple teams looking at it like, hey, I want to hit that uh the young Pat Mahomes contract type of deal. I don't want the years, but I want those mechanisms for my client, you know. So those are ways that Lamar, that's how his contract probably would be. And that's how Deshaun Watson contract probably would be. And whoever signs those new contracts with mechanisms. And I think it's clever by the NFL agent or the NFL owners to have those mechanisms because you really can't hold out. Let me repeat, you really can't hold out due to the new collective bargain agreement. Now, this is where the players fell on their faces. They allow all of the franchise situation to continue to happen. They wanted to get marijuana. They wanted to get this and that done with the CBA, which was cool or what have you. But they didn't negotiate the main thing that keeps these owners in charge. And that's that franchise tag, baby. Now, franchise tags is not the end of the world because you're getting paid a high premium. But it cripples the team in a sense. How do it cripples the team, Law? Well, without being able to prorate that money and all of the money going off the cap right off the jump, meaning that you really can't move the players that you really want, like to have extra on your team because you're getting so much of a big cap hit. So that's why I look at it like this. When you think of a franchise tag, it's kind of like this. And I said it before and I'll say it again. It's like a payday loan. Let me repeat, it's like a payday loan for the actual team. Yes, you're getting your money, but you're getting it at a high premium. It's like a loan shark situation. You're getting all of this money and you gotta pay all of this in return. And on top of that, you're getting the product, which is good, good for the player, good for the owner, but you can't do nothing else with it because it goes straight off the cap and you're paying triple, quadruple of what you intended to pay because you can't prorate it. And the new collective bargain agreement, none of the players kind of like fought for, hey, let's get rid of the franchise tag. Think about it. These owners could really franchise tag you back to back I think it's almost close to a third year they can franchise you. But I know for sure for two years in a row they can franchise tag you. Now, it does goes up, but they can hold your feet to the fire. That's why I would not play on the franchise tag. But that money seems so good, though, right? Getting that money right in your hands, right at the good time. And, of course, everybody look at the Washington Redskins and say, hey, Kirk Cousins was able to do it. Kirk Cousins did it. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. Let me ask you guys. Yes, it was good for Kirk Cousins to play under the franchise tag. Nevertheless, when you think about what the Redskins done with, they franchise tagged them, franchise tagged them, decided to let them go. What have they done since then? That's the franchise tag questioning there. What have they done since they got rid of Kirk Cousins? And even when Kirk Cousins went to the Minnesota land, what are they doing when they picked him up? Yeah, people can say, well, they made it to the playoff, law. They made it here, made it there. They squeeze all of that remunization, all of that money to go get Kirk Cousins, and they still not having an even flow or a per perfect flow 
for him playing for that particular organization. He's still Kirk Cousins. Why not craft, build around your guy that you drafted and figure out ways. And if you do not want that player, the best thing to do, the best thing to do is to wash your hands with it. Don't be coy with it. I think that the Washington Redskins would have done better if they were to allow not Kirk Cousins to hit the market, but to will and deal. I guarantee you there was teams that was willing to give up a first. There were teams that were willing to give up a second or a third for a Kirk Cousin. And this is the same breath and the same talk track that I'm giving you guys for Dak Prescott. If the team is not 100% sold in on Dak Prescott, it would have been better. I'm speaking objectively. It would have been better for the Cowboys to shop, trade, will, and deal. Try to get multiple draft picks for Dak Prescott and move on, saying that, hey, he's not our dog. He's not our guy. Because your franchise quarterback, you do not franchise tag your franchise quarterback, if that makes any sense. All of this stuff is crazy. Nevertheless, deadlines still make deals, believe it or not. So July the 15th can roll around here and Dak Prescott can still sign a mega deal. And all of this could be just news flutter to get this weekend going. Start the new week with nothing but this talk action going about Rain Dakota Prescott. Remember I said this before I run up out of here. The Kansas City Chief just won the Super Bowl, but I guarantee you Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, it will be a Dak Prescott watch because we are the America's team and everybody loves to have Big D in their mouths. Stephen A. Smith, Shea Sharp, Shea, Skip Bayless, all of those boys, they love to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We paid their salary. And everybody going to be tuning in. Post me your thoughts. Post me your concerns. List them down below. Do you feel that Dak Prescott should play under the franchise tag? The Cowboys do believe in him because they're giving him over $30 million. And truth be told, they said that they had a $35 million contract on the table. So the Dak Prescott go ahead and say, man, forget all of this fighting, bickering back and forth. I don't know what the guaranteed money is. I don't know that. But do he just say, man, two tears in a bucket. Let me just go ahead and play, get this thing out the way, and we can go bring in some more dogs. Because once he signed his contract, then we will have what? More money to go out there and get probably one more dog, right? Hmm. Post me your thoughts down below, Cowboy Nation. Subscribe to this page. Hit that notification bell because I go live in multiple times at different times throughout the day. It's crazy, though. News, Cowboys lifestyle is always crazy, right? That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go.